I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hi, I'm Joe Connolly with somebody who knows street by street how businesses are doing. James Metham, the director of the Flatiron 23rd Street Business Improvement District, which should be a good bellwether for us because the Flatiron has both many businesses, small and large companies, but they also have very high residential levels in the area as well. So, James, what is the buzz? What is the talk on the sidewalks and streets of the Flatiron here fall 2021? Uh, it's a pleasure being here with you, Joe and Neil. Um, it's that's right. It's fall. It's the you can feel the Christmas in the weather here in Flatiron and Nomad. And um, I know when we last spoke uh, earlier in the year, we were very bullish on how things were going to turn out with the vaccine on the horizon uh, and spread dropping. And you know, look, we we went through a kind of a golden period in early June, early July, when it really felt that way. And you know, the past couple months have been a little tough um, in terms of the full return and a snapback that many of us were hoping for when it comes to our local economy, both in the city and in Flatiron. Um, but we're encouraged again as we entered uh, October here. Uh, we're seeing more and more people out in the streets frequenting our wonderful dining establishments, some of our dry good retail, some of our experiential retail as well. Um, and starting to gradually see an uptick um, that we had really expected earlier of some of our office workers. Um, that's going to be a, you know, we talk about bellwether, you know, getting more of our uh, commercial offices filled with people that had previously frequented and filled those spaces, over 100,000 um, during pre-pandemic times. You know, we're starting to see a tick up there. It's still gradual, it hasn't been full back to office, hasn't been full back to international tourism. Uh, but like you said, Joe, we're kind of a, 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 an example of that mixed-use community and neighborhood that works symbiotically. So, you know, the mix of residents, workers, visitors, students, that's what we're really moving towards. Uh, and hopefully I, we keep on that trajectory. I notice, as you say it, the return to offices has been gradual and you may not see it day to day, but it starts to pick up. Do you hear, is that because the companies don't want the employees back yet? Or if the employees are resisting working at the office full time? It's mixed. I think there's, especially in our neighborhood where we have so many 
examples of innovative and creative tech, artistic, media, information businesses that have frankly succeeded over the past two years in working in this kind of hybrid remote environment. Um, so you have a lot of people, employees that have found a way to make the most of working from their, from their homes um, and are comfortable in doing that. At the same time, um, I think everyone sees the, the value in coming back together in a creative environment that's not just confined to the walls that you're in, but just the air that you breathe in a neighborhood like Flatiron and, and Nomad, uh, where there are just an abundance of like-minded um, uh, organizations, companies that are spurring the future of the uh, kind of the digital economy. Um, so right now it's, it's a mix. We're hearing there was a real effort over the summer um, in the spring to lay out plans for at least uh, a greater return to the office in terms of certain days of the week when people were expected to be in, um, a certain number of hours and filling of the spaces. That, that flipped a little bit during, during Delta, right, uh, during the past two months. And I think a lot of organizations played it safe, um, knowing that they could still function efficiently. Uh, and they pushed back some of their uh, stricter return to office timelines to this fall and in some cases to 2022. With that, um, you know, in the return to public schools opening and schools opening as well, I mean, we saw September um, towards the end of the month, we started to see an uptick in both foot traffic as well as some other data indicators that show that we're starting to tick up in the number of office workers returning. We're, you know, we're, on a good day, we're about 30% of where we were um, uh, pre-pandemic. But we're getting closer to sticking and growing that 30% rather than remaining at lower levels of 20-20%. Before we get over to Neil, are, are you hearing any speculation, James, on what office buildings will be like if they're permanently at lower capacity? Are any new uses or new tenants starting to emerge or are we too early for that? Well, we've certainly seen over the past year a an influx of subleases in uh, Midtown South generally, which includes Flatiron and Nomad. Um, you know, some of these larger footprints or um, that were held by some large organizations and companies have relinquished some of those and put those on the market, um, which has really opened up an opportunity. Uh, and builds into kind of the historical nature of innovation and entrepreneurship um, that has made Flatiron and Nomad uh, a special place for really creative ideas and starting off in startups. So uh, we've started to hear uh, of, of, of leasing interest and leasing uptick from the, our friends in the commercial office and brokerage community. And in, you know, I think most people in that industry are, are uh, optimistic that despite a greater amount of availability that that what will come of that will be some new some new uh, organizations and partners and innovators and the new leases the subleases are they generally signed by a new business moving in that did not have space is it usually occupied by some new company that's right. We're seeing we're seeing new companies being are both interested, and we're seeing some smaller organizations, smaller companies that may have been in or around the neighborhood, but perhaps were priced out or couldn't afford a larger footprint, taking advantage of the opportunity 
to expand while uh, rates are a little bit lower, availability is up, and you know working relationships with really concerned landlords that have a vested interest in making sure that this area continues to be vibrant with innovative. Partners. Interesting, Neil. Um, James, tell us a little bit more about these new businesses. What types of new businesses have come in this year? Well, I mean, on the on the uh, on the commercial office side, we've we've seen a continuing trend of tech, media, info organizations. Um, we've also seen the start of a life science hub on Park Avenue South, which was invested in before the pandemic. Um, and it's you know all towards this kind of diversifying of the economy and strengthening the our neighborhoods. And I think honestly that's a big reason why um, you know some of these creative hubs and nodes, whether it be Flatiron or elsewhere in the city, are going to be resilient. Will continue to be a place for creative agglomeration, as because we're not just relying on one type of tenant or one type of industry anymore. New York City as a whole um, learned some very critical lessons, I think, you know, post 9-11, post recession, um, and various other cycles that it's not just about we're not a one industry town anymore. Um, and so where we are, you know, concerned is like, well, how do we get everyone, all of this back into one space so that that symbiotic relationship between commercial office and the retail services on the ground floor that work together with the those businesses and their many employees, how that can get back coming again at close to uh, pre-pandemic levels. And um, between the number of workers that we've, we're seeing come back in, as well as the number of visitors, um, it's still on that gradual trend up, which we're fortunate about, but it's not it's not there yet, and we still have work to do. Yeah. And, and James, I wonder, you know, obviously these businesses have been through so much in the past year and a half. What are some of the changes that have paid off for the businesses that have survived? Yeah, I mean, the, again, back to that that point of resiliency. I mean, if we're talking about, you know, our, our really critical uh, ground floor retailers, our, our restaurants and dining establishments and service sector businesses that really mm -hmm. make for that kind of the, the uh, special, they're, they're, they're part of the special ingredients that make the, the living and uh, living experience, the human experience of moving through Flatiron Nomad so special. Um, they've learned that one, uh, there is a, a community here, not just, not just entirely dictated by office workers and tourists, but there is a growing uh, residential community in and around this area of Manhattan um, to the point where, you know, one benefit of work from home is that you have more people working from home and living in Flatiron and Nomad and thereby, you know, going out to eat here at all hours of the day. Um, and so that combined with, you know, some of the outdoor um, dining and open streets that we've been a big promoter of and using our public spaces and our public realm to facilitate a safe, um, safe spaces for all to engage in life and commerce as well. Uh, that's been critical. And I mean, we've heard, if anything, uh, especially with some of our higher end dining establishments, that one of the biggest problems they have is just maintaining a working staff and labor um, because they're doing pretty well out there. 
uh, with their expanded footprints on the streets and sidewalks. Um, and we've tried to complement all of that by making sure that the sidewalks and our plazas um, um, are also there to, to welcome as many people in. James, uh, I noticed you have a great website. It's real good uh, with uh, visuals and it's very deep. You have a lot of monthly news reports on what's happening in the entertainment business, the restaurants, the larger businesses, the neighborhood. There are deals in the Flatiron District that are promoted on there. Does that website get you a lot of activity? And I, I ask for others because it looks like it takes a lot of work to have a website <laughs> with that much information and that looks real good. Well, I, I can tell you that um, our team works tremendously hard on making sure that the information that we're putting out is is fresh and relevant. Um, and that took on a whole new meaning, as you mentioned, Joe, for the past two years, where you know information whiplash was happening at every turn, um, and getting that out to not only our business community but also to our greater visitor community, residential community was critical. So. Um, yeah, we we we're proud of the work we do on a variety of our commercial uh, of our uh, communication channels, whether it be our website, our social media. Um, but it's it's another you know communicating with all sorts of people and businesses. It takes various channels, so we but we try to does it get traffic though? Does it get yeah, traffic yeah. though? Do the businesses use it? Yeah, yeah, that that's great. yeah. We yeah. we we think so. we the metrics show that they do. Um, and in terms of an uptick, particularly over the past year, we've seen our kind of data and business resources information go up. Uh, and then our Instagram, you know, our numbers continue to tick up. I think we're north of 26,000 followers now. And, um, yeah. Nice. Neil. James, tell us a little bit about the recent expansion of the business improvement district. Um, how will that help uh, businesses in the area and maybe attract new ones as well? Yeah, so we've been, I think we may have touched on this very briefly where we, went, where we were when we last spoke, but we've been at this effort for expanding the boundaries of the Flatiron Business Improvement District for several years. And, um, you know, this, this was a concerted effort by stakeholders in the Nomad area up 6th Avenue to 31st Street, over to Park Avenue and down to 20th Street, nearly doubling, considering doubling the size of our current footprint. Um, and you know with patience and fortitude and a lot of planning and outreach um, you know we we brought the proposal to the city um, earlier this year and it went through a land use process uh, and finally this this summer our city council did enact legislation uh, permitting us to expand our services up to 31st street and down to 20th street and so what that's going to mean um, effective uh, this coming january is that a lot of that, you know, the core quality of life work that we bring to the table and actually to set the table for more vibrancy in terms of commercial and business um, growth will be brought to the streets and sidewalks of, of Nomad. And that means there are supplemental cleaning services. That means our public safety officers on the beat working with our city agencies, homeless outreach as well. Uh, and then marketing, concerted marketing and district promotions for the business community that uh, resides in this greater footprint. A couple of other quick questions, James, just to wrap up. The Flatiron yep. building itself, the famous building is being renovated inside. What, how will it be different and what will that mean to the area? 
Well, the Flatiron Building is a is a historic landmark anchor. I mean, we're it's our namesake, right? Um, and despite the fact that we're you know growing, we're growing up further north, and you know embracing Nomad and other communities, it's it's critical. It's the it's the prow of the ship. Um, and so we're really excited about the work that is ongoing inside and uh, and outside uh, in terms of facade renovations with the Flatiron Building. Um, it's going to be, it's really, it's being brought to 21st, 2021 standards, right? I mean, if you had walked in there uh, just a year or so ago, you would have felt like you were walking back into the 1970s. Um, so while it's um, it's uh, still a, a, you know, so there's still work being done, it's not going to be tenanted anytime in the next uh, few months or so. When it is, hopefully in 2022 or beyond, uh, it's going to be uh, a space that is state of the art, um, both in terms of its commercial office space, as well as some of the great retail on the ground floor that's so critical for the 23rd Broadway and Fifth Avenue Junction. I've read that one problem in that build, beautiful building for businesses was that you couldn't get many desks or offices into the prow of that ship so that the most famous part of it actually is not effective for businesses anymore. <laughs> It's you, you have to come with the what do you unique, like about uh, economic development? Last question. What, what, do you, what do you like about economic development? I, I mean, look, I think it's I, I take a, a local economic development approach, right? I mean, it's there's so many micro and macro levels to this, but I really hone in on the, uh, the hyper local uh, part of uh, economic development because you know it, it, it involves so many different pieces of society um, ultimately working together in some virtuous cycle. Um, and so, you know, economic development can be is, is uplifting for individuals, it's uplifting for families, uh, and it's uplifting for, in our case, what I think is a special corner of New York City that, that with, you know, jobs, with business entrepreneurship, innovation, mixed in with important public realm improvements like our Nomad Piazza and our slow streets on 23rd to 21st of Broadway, all of that comes together and is, creates a special mix in a place where commerce can grow and people, as we've seen in New York City over the past two decades, want to live, work, and play and visit together. And there's the college course synopsis of Economic Development 101, beautifully said, uh, James. And I just want to add before we close, I tell business people this sometimes, that there are 160, I believe, business improvement districts in New York City. And the people there can connect you to information. They can help you as a business owner. And they are a resource uh, for sales clients for you because people like James know who's thinking about doing what and who might expand and who might move in. So the business improvement districts are a critically, potentially very important uh, source of info for you. You should go and meet them and you can find the contacts very easily, whatever neighborhood you're in. Just Google New York City Business Improvement Districts and every single one of them and their phone number and website uh, will come up and you'll meet people like James. Thank you very much, James. Thank you, Joe. Thank you, Neil. Always a pleasure talking.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.